Welcome to Soul Talk, soulful conversations exploring who you are, why you're here, and how to live your most authentic life. My name is Coop Blackson, nationally best-selling author of You Are The One, transformational teacher, and your host. I invite you to subscribe to the Soul Talk podcast for weekly inspiration from me, where I will share with you some powerful ideas, thoughts, and practical life wisdom to help you live life more fully, freeing yourself from your past, reclaiming your power, and living your true life's purpose. You can also go to www.coopblackson.com, enter your name and email to download my free two-part video training series and learn the ultimate secrets to happiness and fulfillment. Let's get started with Soul Talk. Welcome back, folks. Welcome back to another very special episode of the Soul Talk podcast. In today's Soul Session, I'm going to be talking a bit about love, love. And uh, I'm going to share the three blocks to love and how to let them go and uh, what what are some of the secrets to love? This is what we're going to be talking about in today's episode. Love. When I say love, folks, what does that conjure up for you in your imagination? What is that? What do you think about? You know, love is the foundation of human existence. Songs are written about it. Novels are uh, written about it. Movies are made about it. Poetry has been written about it. Love uh, so much motivates us. Uh, all that we do and all that we are. And as human beings, we are... Uh, on an eternal quest, seeking love, life has become a process of seeking love, whether we're conscious of it or not. So much of what we do, whether we're aware of it or not, as human beings, is a quest for love. We do things to get love. We make money to get love. We drive cars to get love. We wear clothes to get love. We, we change our bodies and exercise to get love. We diet to get love because we think, we think that... If I can be or do a certain thing, then I can finally get the love that I want. And there's an underlying motivation for us in so many ways that so much of what we do is a uh, quest to get love. And as human beings, we're constantly searching. Here is the challenge. We're constantly searching for love outside of ourselves to fulfill us. The challenge is it becomes a never-ending cycle, a cycle of seeking for love through sex, through relationships, through money, through food, through fame, through finding your soulmate. It's a never-ending story of suffering and dissatisfaction. So the first myth that has to be released in the process of finding more freedom around love, this is a myth that has to be released, is that love is something that you need to get to attain and achieve outside of yourself. This idea is detrimental. The idea that you need to be, do something to get love. You need to be someone. You need to get something. You need to achieve something to get love. And if the truth is, the more you try to get love and seek love and change yourself to get love, it just actually reinforces deep down in your own psyche that you aren't enough and on an unconscious level ends up pushing the energy of love away. So realize that love is not something outside of you. Love is the very nature of what you are. This is the shift that we have to make if we're going to transform our lives. Love is not something outside of us. It is the very nature of what we are, that love is not a function of doing something, achieving something, X, Y, Z. Love is the very essence of what you are. It is actually not something you get. It is the foundation of your being. It's the essence of your being. It's your very essence. The challenge is, from a very young age, we begin to lose touch with the 
mm, essential nature, our own innate nature of love. As, you see, as children, we're floating in the heavens. We're in this sort of love, eternal love, oneness space. We then enter our mother's wombs and we're connected to the oneness. Our needs are met. Uh, there's a connection in the, in, as we are growing in our mother's wombs and floating in this amniotic fluid, this connection to our mothers. And, you know, we're in a sense of oneness and love. And the challenge happens when we're born. When we're born, we're kind of shocked into a disconnected state in the hospital. Welcome to the world, the lights, the hospital, the doctors. We get slapped awake and breathing. Boom. Not one, thing, uh, one thing leads to the next. And we're shocked into this. Maybe we're vaccinated. We're shocked into this sort of 3D world. And then we go home and we meet our parents and our parents are just doing the best they can based on their programming, based on their upbringing, based on their parents. And, and maybe we're born into an environment. I mean, most of us were born into imperfect environments and maybe we're born into an environment where there was pain, there was trauma, there was abuse, there was neglect. Our parents weren't around. They were codependent. There was alcohol, alcoholism. There was, there was just stuff going on. And so as children uh, in touch with this sort of, connected love frequency from which we came from, you know, then we were born into this world that felt so disconnected from love. And then we're born into this environment and a certain environment that maybe is devoid of just getting our needs met, devoid of the sort of free flowing sense of love. And unconsciously what we start doing is two things as children. The first thing we do is we start disconnecting. We start learning all sorts of strategies to disconnect from our, from our reality, from our environment, from our feelings, because perhaps what we are experiencing in our world is actually painful in some way, shape or form. So we start disconnecting from parts of ourselves in order to not feel the pain of abuse, pain, trauma, hurt, alcoholism, dad not being around, mom being crazy, whatever it might be. And so we start shutting down parts of ourselves. We start suppressing our emotions, pain, hurt, guilt, shame. We start suppressing parts of ourselves to not feel the pain of what's going on. The only challenge is as we start disconnecting and closing parts of ourselves and shutting down parts of ourselves, uh, we, uh, we start disconnecting within and all those sort of suppressed feelings start to build up, build up and build up. And before you know it, uh, we start erecting walls in our heart to just function and survive. Then we go out into the world. And maybe we were free, maybe we were singing, maybe we were alive, maybe we were funny, maybe we were loud, maybe we were innocent. And then all of a sudden, maybe one of your primary caretakers says, shut up, be quiet. You know, boys don't cry. And before you know it, we started to get conditioned into a certain way of being. And we started unconsciously learning, looking around, learning, judging, deciphering, who do I need to be in order to get love? Because love was very conditionally given growing up. So we started to learn that love was conditional. Oh, if I'm a certain way, I get love. If I'm not this way, I don't get love. And for survival, our survival instinct kicks in to try to get our needs met as young children. And we start learning. Who do I need to be in order to get love? Oh, I need to be nice. I need to be quiet. I need to be sweet. I need to, I need to take care of people. I need to be a certain way in order to get love. And we start shutting off parts of ourselves. We start developing all sorts of roles, masks, and personas in order to get love from our parents and our primary caretakers. For me, one of the things growing up was I thought I needed to be the perfect son, the perfect child, because I was, you know, grew up in the church and I started to take care of people's emotions. So I had to be super responsible, super nice, super kind, super perfect. And that's how I thought I would get love, which didn't allow me to feel my feelings and didn't allow me to be human and make mistakes. And I was terrified of making mistakes that if I made mistakes growing up, then 
I wouldn't be loved. And so we start developing all sorts of roles, masks, and personas that we contort ourselves into, hold onto. And before you know, we think this is who we are. We learned that love was conditional, that we needed to be something or do something in order to get love. We were taught that if we were a certain way, and maybe it wasn't explicitly said, but we were taught through behaviors that if we were a certain way, then we will love you. Love then becomes the reward for a certain set of behaviors, and we begin to disconnect from betraying parts of ourselves in order to get love. Is it any surprise that we're not happy? And so as you're listening to this soul talk, what parts of yourself have you been trading for love? What parts of yourself have you been disconnecting from love? What we really need is a redefinition of love. To really redefine our, our idea of love, because I think growing up, for the most part, our idea of love was very limited by a level of conditioning. So what is love for you? What is love? Our idea of love is often based on our unmet needs as children, and we're often going into the world then from that place of not having our needs met, making other people responsible for loving us and loving us in the way that we didn't get those needs met. So maybe dad didn't love me in a certain way. So we try to find people in our lives, in our relationships, to love us in the way that we weren't loved, and we call that love. Challenges, it can become codependence when we make other people responsible for loving us a certain way. Please realize this. No one is responsible for loving you. No one is responsible for making you feel loved. If you aren't in touch with a source of loving within yourself, ultimately, nothing outside of yourself will, will ultimately fulfill you. The true source of loving starts within. The true source of loving starts within recognizing that you are whole, you are perfect, you are complete, you are divine. When you recognize that you are whole, perfect, complete, and that you are divine, you shift your focus. You shift your focus to loving yourself. You shift your focus to connecting with yourself. You shift your focus in the recognition that you are whole perfect and complete. So one of the blocks of love, the three main blocks of love that I just want to share real quick for your consideration, folks. One of the main blocks of love is the, is the illusion, the myth that I am not lovable. I am not lovable. And this idea that if you know who I really am, if you know who I really am, my pain, my wounds, my warts and all, my inadequacies, my insecurities, uh, that you won't love me. And so what we, there's an idea then that we tend to hide parts of ourselves and this idea that we have to be perfect in order to be loved. So we end up hiding parts of ourselves in order to be loved. The challenge is we can't do that forever. And the challenge is we often don't admit to ourselves what this block is, the block being I don't feel lovable. And so consciously and unconsciously what we end up doing is we work super hard to overcome the feeling of I'm not lovable by pretending to be perfect, by pretending to have all of our shit together, which is so exhausting and you cannot pretend forever. And that's why relationships often fail because we're so busy trying to cover up this idea, the, the illusion, the lie, I'm not lovable by pretending to be someone that we're not, by pretending to be perfect. And because we can't hold that forever, we, we meet someone, we're pretending, and then after a few months or after a few years or after we get married, we can't hold that facade together forever. And then the facade we've created to get love comes collapsing down and the other person goes, 
you're not who I thought you were. <laughs> so the only cure you could say is really a shift to realizing you are truly enough. It's a shift into radical, radical self-acceptance. My friends, make peace with all parts of yourself. True healing is when you're able to make peace with the light and the dark and those most unlovable parts of yourself. And those parts of yourself that are in the most pain, those parts of yourself that you feel are most unlovable are the parts that need the most compassion, the most love, the most tenderness and healing is the application of love to those parts of yourself that are hurting. They're just parts of yourself that need attention. The other uh, love block tends to be this idea of, I don't want to get hurt. I don't want to get hurt in relationship because maybe I've been hurt before. Maybe when I loved before and I gave my heart before, it screwed up my life. I was heartbroken. I was betrayed. Someone cheated. It was painful. I got hurt. I was weak. I lost myself. And so in an effort to preserve ourselves, to protect ourselves, we often erect walls around our heart to not get hurt again. The challenge is we block the ability to love and be loved. We end up holding back our love to try to protect ourselves from getting hurt. Love can't get out. Love can't get in. We end up stuck. We end up emotionally constipated. What it requires is the willingness to heal our hearts, to honor the pain from the past, to feel our pain from the past. Because many times, Mm, if we have not allowed ourselves to feel the pain from the past, we are carrying the wound, the pain, the hurt, the trauma from the past. And so we're constantly working around not feeling that and we end up stuck. And by ending up stuck, we don't, we, the self-protective mechanism still kicks in because we haven't fully allowed ourselves to feel and honor and process the hurt and the pain from our past. And sometimes we're afraid to feel the pain because we don't want to feel the pain because it's so painful. But the challenge is by not feeling the pain, pain, it often prevents us from truly being able to let the past go and move forward into our future and love again. So be willing to sit with your pain from the past, be willing to not wallow in it, sit with it, experience it, feel it, uh, give it honor, give it the space so that you can truly let it go. Sometimes we end up holding on to, unconsciously holding on to the pain of the past as a unconscious protection mechanism because by holding on to the pain of the past and not letting it go we think that we will end up protecting it will be a sneaky way that we end up protecting ourselves from having to open our heart again in the future so if i hold on to the pain i can i can stay closed if i stay closed i won't have to open if i don't have to open then i don't have to feel the pain and the risk the pain of being hurt again in the future so be aware of that underlying part of you that might be using holding on to the pain of the past, a past relationship, a past hurt, as a way to protect yourself from having to open again. That's the payoff that we sometimes have for holding on to the past. Folks, it's risky to love. It's vulnerable to love. To actually allow yourself to open your heart and love another person, to actually allow yourself to open your heart and receive love is scary. And sometimes we block receiving love as a form of control because if I don't let love in, if I don't let you love me, then I, then, then I don't have to be vulnerable and then maybe I can't get hurt. The truth is there's no guarantee. Life is short. Realize this. When you open your heart to love, no matter what happens, you win. When you open your heart to love, 
You're the one that's exercising the loving and no one can take that away from you, regardless of if it's reciprocated or not. You will gain, you will win no matter what in the act of loving. So when you open your heart to love, even if the relationship doesn't work out, you never lose. Let me repeat, you cannot lose when you truly love. It might seem like maybe you lose the other person or the relationship doesn't work out and there might be pain, there might be hurt, there might be heartbreak. This is a natural part of being human. We don't have to protect from that. We don't have to avoid that. We can feel that, use that to actually uh, open our hearts even more, crack our hearts open even more. But the fact that you loved, regardless of what the other person did or didn't do, you're the one that will benefit and you're the one that develops the muscle. Realize that when you love, the love may not come back from the person that you love. Maybe they may not be ready yet. They may not be the one for you yet. They may not be capable in their own uh, particular level of evolution and consciousness. Uh, they just may not be able to, and it's not really their fault. It's just where they are right now. But rest assured that the love, whether it's romantic, whether it's friendship, whether it's business, the love that you give, the love that you put out in the world, I believe will always come back to you from the universe. You can't cheat the universe. It will come back to you at the appropriate time in the way that's necessary in ways that might surprise you. So I always say love because it feels good to love. I believe that what hurts us is not love. What hurts us is our expectation, our expectations on what will happen in a relationship, our expectations on how the other person should or might respond. But if you love, because it's your nature to love, then you're free. And when you, it's not easy, folks, but when you let go of the expectation and you love for the sake of loving, because that's what is moving through your heart, you always win. Magic always happens. May not always work out how you think, but you open yourself to receiving love at the same level at which you're loving. The other love block I just want to share that we have to be aware of is making one person, one person, the source of your loving. When you make one person the source of your loving, you end up closing yourself off from the infinite possibilities of love. Like the sense of you gift, it doesn't just have to be romantic, but when you gift to someone, this idea of like, we sometimes get attached to that person has to be the one that reciprocates. That person's got to be the one that loves us. That person's got to be the one that gives it back to us. When we get attached and we make one person the source of our love, we end up blocking our own availability, openness, and receptivity from loving, from receiving loving in, in all its other forms and from all the other people. Because we're attached to it being reciprocated from that one person. Please realize that love is bigger than form. Love is love and can come to you in so many forms. God, the universe, can love through so many forms and so many people. Love itself is not limited and is bigger than a person and is bigger than a form. So when you get to attached to your idea of how love has to look, your idea of how love has to come to you through a person, you end up limiting life and you end up blocking the flow of how love can show up in your life. So what I'm saying, folks, Stay open to receiving love. Stay open to love. Stay open to love in all its forms. Don't put any limit on how love can find you, how love can touch you, how love can show up for you, and who can love you.
the universe is not limited to one person. The universe is all people. So take a look at how are you limiting love and take the limits off of love and say right now, universe, I am ready to love. I am ready to receive love. I am open to love. However, love shows up in my life. I believe, folks, that what we are is love. I believe that love is your nature. To love and to be loved is the most natural thing, the most beautiful thing. And at the end of our lives, we won't care whether we held back. We won't care about so many things that we thought were important. But what we will care about is did I love fully? Did I receive love fully? And I believe that the real wealth of one's life is not what you attain, but the degree of love you get to exchange and experience in your life. Folks, love fully. Let go of the three love blocks. I hope you enjoyed today's uh, Soul Talk episode, gang. Send me an email, kublaxin at kublaxin.com. Let me know your key takeaways from today's episode. Uh, know that I love you. It's great to be on the journey with you. If you don't know, I'm doing a very special event called Reset 2020. Going to help you turn your year around and your year your best year ever. You can go to www.coopblackson.com slash reset. Go to my website. All the info's there. www.coopblackson.com forward slash reset 2020. Spread the word. It's a free online event. September the 19th. Join me. It's going to be off the charts. It's going to be life-changing. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be transformational. It's free. Spread the word. Spread it to your communities, bring your friends, and let's transform our year. Let's reinvent ourselves, recommit, reconnect to our purpose, recreate our lives, and reclaim our power. I'll see you Reset 2020, folks. Love now. Big hugs. If you've enjoyed this episode of Soul Talk, please do share the podcast with all of your friends. Let everyone know and make sure you download Soul Talk today. I'm looking forward to next week where I'll get to share more inspiration with you. Meanwhile, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or social media. You can find out more about my work at www.coopblackson.com. If you feel ready to take your life to the next level, join me at my exclusive event in Bali, www.boundlessblissbali.com, where you can find out more and apply. Also, make sure to remember to download my free two-part video training series and learn the ultimate secrets to happiness and fulfillment at coopblackson.com. Sending you all big hugs and love now.